Just another day. Another day till I hit the movies. I hit the movies, then I talk about them. When I talk about them, that's a movie Tuesday. Blockbusters, I'ma check them out. Audi flicks, I'ma hit them up. You got opinions, and I got opinions. What they got in common, they don't give a fuck. Hello, and welcome to Movie Tuesday. It's the podcast on the internet that starts with the news, bridges to the trailers, and ends with a spoiler-free movie discussion, all in the name of movies. How you doing? How you feeling? What the biz? Um, on my end, uh, in the state of Arizona, we are officially getting the green light to reopen. Um, I thought it was going to be on the 15th, but I'm told that it's actually going to be on the 13th of this month, which is tomorrow as I record this. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I don't know what's going on anymore because I was under the impression that like, um, there was going to be like stipulations to opening up where it was going to be like half capacity and sanitation routines and all this other shit. And the sanitation routines are happening. I know this firsthand, or at least that's what, uh, at least that's what like a lot of businesses are saying that they're going to do. But I don't know like about the, the half capacity thing. Um, so I'm interested to see what that's going to be like because I, I i know that there were like some companies during all the lockdowns and stuff in different states to where they were secretly keeping their stores open and and running business as usual so i'm sure there's going to be quite a few businesses that are just like fuck it dude fill up the restaurant just just do it just do it just do it we get caught we get caught you know what i mean so um I'm looking uh I'm looking forward to seeing how that whole thing is going to shake out. Um I'm not looking forward to my commute to work. My my tranquil commutes to work that I've been dealing with for the past what? Like 2 2 and a half months have been great. You know, it's 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 great to actually like drive to work and not like sit in traffic and shit and and duck and dodge a bunch of idiots who don't know how to drive. So I'm not looking forward to sitting in traffic again. And I'm not looking forward to sharing the road with a bunch of fucking idiots where they were already bad. So imagine how bad they're going to be when they're back out on the road again, driving long distances and not just to their local grocery store and shit. So, you know, so that's what's going on on my end. Um, I know there's other states and cities that are not as fortunate as we are here in Arizona, but um to offer some words of encouragement, you know, like if you're if you're still in in lockdown or if they're talking about extending some shit and you're looking at us with with those jealous, judgy eyes, just remember this. We're guinea pigs. OK, they're they're literally throwing us out there. You know, they're they're opening up the bunker and pushing us outside to see if the air is breathable. All right. So um, just keep that in mind. We're just we're just a bunch of uh, test rats running around out here trying to make sure everything is safe for for you guys to open up so if that offers some kind of comfort great um i i did hear that there is a high chance that california or no like la county i think definitely in california they were talking about extending their lockdown for another three months and um i just want to say this man if you gotta point your hate and your negativity anywhere and, and, and I know you know who this is. All you got to do is point it at the people that were out and about acting like nothing was wrong. You know what I mean? Like fucking stores is closed down. Everything's like curbside. Shit's like delivery and everything. But they're still out and about trying to, you know, shaking the doors of JCPenney's and, and Coles. Why are you closed? Like doing this type of shit. Direct all your anger towards those motherfuckers directed to the the clusters of people that got together at basketball course and played basketball you know sweaty ass motherfuckers rubbing all up against each other putting their balls in each other's face and shit you know patting each other on the butt blaming on those motherfuckers blaming on the ones that like be gathering in the parks playing with the dogs while they frolic around and everything and everybody's petting dogs and you know just all this cross-contamination and shit going on and then when they're done they're fucking sitting and talking to people like getting all up in their space and shit trying to trying to tell them a secret and everything it's like hey man 
Six feet, dude. Back the fuck up, okay? Blame those people, you know? Because we've all heard about how there's been a, a lot of, uh, or not a lot, but there's been a few bad eggs, I'll say, that have been singling out Asians or, or Chinese people, you know, blaming them for the outbreak and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? And all I'm saying is, like, take, I mean, you shouldn't have been fucking with them in the first place, but take all that hate and just direct it towards the people that you've actually witnessed do fucked up shit. The people who were like ignoring all the, the pleas of, Hey man, we're going into a state of lockdown. Everybody stay six feet apart, social distancing, wear a mask, wash your hands for like 15 minutes or some shit like that. All the ones that like just ignored all that shit was like, Oh fuck it. It's a flu, bro. It's a flu, bro. I got a strong immune system, bro. Take my Flintstone vitamins every day, bro. Like, just just direct it towards those people, okay? That, that would be my advice for anyone that just needs to, like, vent or, like, let their anger out somewhere. And I know that's a negative thing to say. I know I shouldn't be promoting that, but I'm going to because if I were in that situation to where I was following the rules, you know, no matter how fucked up it may have seemed, no matter how many conspiracy theories ran through my head, and you all know I love conspiracy theories, if I was the one quarantining myself, making sure I didn't really go out unless it was absolutely positively essential to go out, being grocery shopping, work, shit like that. And, you know, you get the call like a few months later and your governor's sitting there talking about, all right, well, guys, you know, the numbers just aren't going down. So we're going to have to extend the lockdown for another three months. I do that. I do the same thing. I, I would single out motherfuckers left and right. I would call them out. You know, I'd, I'd go from staring at them awkwardly across the street just like fucking having orgies in the middle of the park and shit with their dogs like i'd go from staring at them to just shouting at them be like you fuckers you're the reason why we're still fucking locked up pieces of shits so you know if i had to offer my advice that's what i would do okay just just defend yourself as well because you know people out here is crazy on that note movie tuesday can be found on apple Podcasts, google play music spotify and soon it will be updated on soundcloud uh i would love to say that by the time this posts soundcloud will be up and running and updated but i'd be lying to you because it's it's been a few episodes so i gotta like you know transfer some things over and everything like that so just just be patient soundcloud people i'm coming back the champ will return the champ would also like to apologize for any names that I mispronounce or forget throughout the course of this episode. I also apologize for saying like and, and um and you know and whatever kind of little nervous ticks that I do. I apologize for all that shit. And for the first time in a long time, I apologize for any and all background noise. Um, I've, I've noticed that I can hear my janky ass mini fridge in the background every now and then. So I apologize for that. And it shouldn't pick up anything else going on outside of this room, but you never know. So I'm just going to apologize for it anyway to cover my bases. Now, without further ado, let's stop fucking around and get into the news. Did somebody say boobs? He said nose. I could use some booze. Starting on a sad note, courtesy of Twitter, RIP to Jerry Stiller. For those who don't know who he was, he was Ben Stiller's dad. Uh, If you're still drawing a blank, do you remember that show Seinfeld? Remember George's dad, Mr. Costanza, that guy? Yeah, he passed away. So um, sad news. Ben Stiller jumped on the social medias to inform everyone that his father had passed away at 92 years of age and that he also passed away due to natural causes. So even though it is always a sad thing when people pass, especially when it's people's parents, because I don't I don't like thinking about that in my own situation. But in this day and age, at this current time, when you're used to just hearing so many people die and, you know, this person got fucking stabbed 36 times in his face, he died from coronavirus. You know what I'm saying? When you've been reading that type of shit for like the past few months, there is like a sigh of relief that I get when I hear someone pass away and that they die from natural causes, you know? So like I was actually like somewhat relieved to hear that. Like I said, still sad to, for him to go sad to lose a parent and shit like that. But at the same time at 92 years old, it's kind of like, 
eventually that was going to happen. It was it was just his time, you know, so hopefully he was able to pass in his house surrounded by family and shit like that, you know, and they were able to find some way to have a good time and to celebrate what life he had left before he passed away. So, you know, sad news, though. Going to miss that guy. Um, I've never seen his earlier work. I checked his filmography. He's been in a lot of shit. He's done a lot of movies. And I guess when I got introduced to him, that was pretty much his resurgence. At least that's how Wikipedia labels it. And uh, and this dates back to Seinfeld, where it's like, that's where I know him the most. I will, I will always recognize him as Jer- uh, not Jerry, uh, George's dad, Mr. Costanza and uh, Carrie's dad in King of Queens and even Morty in the Zoolander movies. For some reason, those are like the, the three roles that stick out the most to me with uh, with him. So, um, yeah. But anyway, sad news, man. So make sure that you all pour one out and reel one up for Jerry Stiller and uh, thoughts and condolences go out to his friends and family. Now let's jump over to Cinema Blend for our next bit of news and talk about Christopher Nolan. And now he out here grinding for his latest movie, Tenet, to hit that original release date, which is July 14th. Um, So back when the theaters had like first shut their doors and once, you know, the original plan was to keep their doors shut for like a month once everything like kind of got in order and then that month ended up being two months and then that two months ended up being three months and now that three months look like it's going to be in like fucking four months, right? Um, movies have been getting pushed, you know, lots of them. Some have gotten pushed to later this year. Others have gotten pushed to next year. And then there's others that just got released out on VOD. You know what I mean? But uh, Tenet is one of the few movies that has kept its original release date and has yet to move. But talk around town says that might not last for too much longer. Christopher Nolan is fighting out here, grinding, trying to make sure that that movie keeps its original due date. Um, He's currently in the process of finishing up post-production and visual effects, which, you know, you got to assume is a lot of fucking work. But he is determined to get that shit done in the next few weeks. And by then, the movie will be complete. It'll be gold or whatever the hell they say for a movie being finished and ready to come out in theaters. Unfortunately, Warner Brothers is also in talks on whether or not they're going to delay this movie's release. Problem that's happening right now, because you're probably thinking, oh, man, why why would they... Uh, delayed a movie like things are starting to open back up now things are starting to open back up for specific places but there are some major movie markets that are in some hot spot states being New York and California and in California LA more specifically who is currently in the process of being shut down for another three months is considered a very big, like booming market for for big blockbuster movie premieres. So on one hand, the studios are trying to recoup the money that they invested into Tenet, which at I think I think the budget is at like two hundred million dollars. They're trying to recoup that. And they figure it's better to probably push that movie back and wait for the markets in LA and New York to open up so that we can like get our like have a better chance of of making back our investment because they don't believe that the other states that are opening up have big enough markets to recoup the loss that they had in making that movie. Nolan on the other hand is more about trying to get the movie out in its original release date because as as businesses and movie theaters are starting to open up again, he wants Tenet to be like one of the first big blockbuster movies to kind of like be this reopening party for theaters and for everybody to like come back to the theaters and droves and shit and celebrate the reopening, everything like that, you know, which is which is a pretty noble thing. And um, it's it's sad, really, because although Nolan does have a lot of power in Hollywood, I think. I think in these circumstances, he is going to get overpowered by the studios. So we're just like, look, man, 
I know you're all about the art and shit and that's great, but we all about that goddamn money, okay? And we're telling you, we ain't gonna make our fucking money back if we open this shit up in, in states like Arizona and Florida and shit like that. We need LA, we need New York, you know? So it sucks that they're putting that predicament right now. It sucks that they don't believe in the power of Christopher Nolan because if there is one movie that could like bring people out of their houses in droves, people who like swear up and down that they will not be guinea pigs, that they will wait for all the fucking guinea pigs to go outside and tell us that it's all clear for us to come out. You know, I think Tenet would be that movie to where people would make an exception. You know, I am one of those people, you know, I got, I got a list. I got a COVID list of movies that I would make an exception for. Last week I said it was James Bond, and that's definitely on the list, but Tenet is now on that list, Black Widow is on there, and New Mutants is on there, okay? Like, I, I thought I could wait for Black Widow, like, I, I, you know, cause, you know, Marvel movies, it's a Marvel movie, but at the same time, it's like, I've been waiting for a Black Widow movie for a long ass time, dude, back when it was rumored that they were gonna do a S.H.I.E.L.D. movie, right? So like, I after some long thought, I've been I've been soul searching and I think that Black Widow is definitely a movie that I would risk COVID to go and see in theaters if they weren't going to put it out straight to video or VOD, whatever the hell you call it nowadays. Um, New Mutants, that that poor movie, if there's one movie that they just need to say fuck it and just put on Disney Plus or Hulu or some VOD service, it is New Mutants. That movie has been pushed so many times, dude. Like at this point, because I think right now they just said that the new uh, release day for it is I think it's like August or something. And I'm like, dude, if you if you don't make that date, I don't care if there was like an executive order that said movie theaters will not be allowed to open for the rest of the year. I don't give a fuck. Put that movie out on VOD and stop fucking around, okay? Like we go, we go watch that movie, and Macy Williams is is gonna look like fucking Arya Stark again, okay? She's not gonna be grown ass Macy Williams anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah. So those those are those would be my movies that I would uh that I'd risk COVID for. But make no mistake, if I were given an option to go to theaters and watch that, or just stay in the comfort of my own home and watch it with a twenty dollar movie rental fee. I take the $20 rental fee, you know, as much as I bitch and moan about how $20 is way too much for a movie rental. Let's be honest here. Uh, Christopher Nolan and James Bond for sure is worth it. Black Widow and New Mutants. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, everything needs to come down. You know what I mean? But I'm saying if I had to spend $20 on some movie rentals, it would definitely be James Bond and Tenet back to back. I'm just saying. But um, sucky situation overall because i i feel like for nolan it's i mean it's always a money thing but i feel like for him personally this is like a more artistic thing i think he's just that type of guy that believes in himself so much that he is well aware of the crowd that he draws and deep down he probably does think that people will show up to go and and see the movie when it comes out and then if it's good they'll see it multiple times because Usually Christopher Nolan movies do have to be seen multiple times just to understand what the hell is going on in there, you know, but um, I think he believes in the people. I think he believes in this product that it like not only will the movie kind of like rally people together again and kind of like break that whole icebreaker situation of do, do we shake hands? Do we hug? Do do I sit next to you? I think he believes that his movie can cure the world if for for, you know, if in to explain that in more layman's terms, you know? Um, but I think he also believes that it probably could turn a profit like that. People would be so starved to not only go to the theaters again, but see like a big blockbuster epic type of event movie like tenant. So unfortunately I don't think Warner brothers sees, or I don't think Warner brothers has that same vision, which is, is kind of sad, but we're definitely going to see the type of power that Christopher Nolan holds in the, in the, in these coming weeks. Cause Warner brothers is going to decide on whether or not this, this movie is going to get pushed or not. And I'm betting it gets pushed. You know, I hope it doesn't, but I'm betting it gets pushed. I wouldn't be surprised if they announced that that movie gets a new release date. We're going to stay in cinema blend for this next bit of news. 
Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse's Dr. Octopus, um, Femoc, she was originally supposed to be Hippioc, male Hippioc. So, you know how, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there there's lots of directors and writers and producers and shit that have been doing watch parties where they'll like go on Twitter or something and announce that they're going to watch into the Spider-Verse or they're going to watch Titanic or some shit like that. Like James Cameron will go on Twitter and be like, hey, guys, I fucking resurfaced for a few days and I'm going to watch Titanic. Who wants to watch it with me? Right. Like they'll do some shit like that. And as they watch the movie, they like start tweeting about some behind the scenes stuff. So it's like so. And then in turn, you're at home. You're supposed to then put in into the Spider-Verse if you have it or rent it or something and watch it along with them. And then, you know, you check your Twitter as you're watching the movie and you get some little like tidbits that they give you about the movie. So it's like watching another version of movie commentary, which wasn't they supposed to do that with like Blu-rays? Wasn't that supposed to be the big thing about Blu-rays was how you connect to the you connect your player to the internet so that filmmakers could do this exact thing. So why is going on on Twitter? I have no idea. Did they just like take that feature out? That's that's just a little side note, by the way. I just think it's a little archaic to get on Twitter and be like, hey, guys, this is Edgar right here. I'm going to watch Shaun the Dead. Watch along with me and listen to my life or read my live tweets as we as we watch together and learn some tidbits, you know, just shit like it just seems kind of weird that they're doing that like a step back. But um, anywho. So they did this whole watch party thing with the Into the Spider-Verse movie. And um, who was it? It was uh, Rodney Rothman, who is the co-writer and co-director of the movie. And he was talking about the uh, original concept for Dr. Octopus, where it wasn't always a female. Originally, it was going to be a male character again, but they were going to kind of channel a big Lebowski vibe. So he was going to be very like hippie ish, probably walking around and be like, hey, Spider-Man, check out these arms, man. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, dude. Stuff like that. I don't know. I've never seen the big Lebowski. (gasps) Oh, my God. Shut up. Um, But anyway, the original conception was going to be that. But then somewhere down the line. They got the idea, the mysterious idea to change Dr. Octopus from a male into a female, which is how we got the what I forgot what her name was. I think it was like Olivia Octavius or something like that to become the female Dr. Octopus and into the Spider-Verse. So I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, that's that's interesting, huh? That's kind of cool, you know, that they were going to go for the whole like Lebowski vibe. But we'll get into that in a little bit. So I'm thinking that there's going to be like some big like kind of revelation or at least just like a simple inspiration for wanting to switch uh, or wanting to uh, gender swap a well-known character that has always been a male from what I can remember. Right. And um, their their reasoning behind the switch was that the other director of the movie, um, I wrote his name down, I wrote his name down, Bob Perchietti who is uh, a, a, another co-director for the movie, he decided to change Dr. Octopus from a male to a female because the the woman that talks for the female Dr. Octopus in the movie is Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn is friends with Bob Perchietti through their kids. That's that's the that's the reason that they gave for why they did the switch. And I'm telling you right now, I've read this story numerous times. I've even gone to other sites to read this story just to see if I missed something or if the if the uh, uh, editor or not the editor, the author of the story missed something. But like that was all I got. I, I didn't go and check the tweet. But maybe I should have did that. But at, at that point, after checking like the third or fourth article about this shit, and realizing that this was the excuse that they kept using for why they did the swap. I just was like, <laughs> I was like, why? What? This doesn't explain why you changed them. And, and it's like you had so many 
different ways to explain it, you know, because because obviously when you read the comments, you know what everybody said. I, I know why you changed it. Fucking fucking trying to be politically correct. Trying to your, your SJW shit like that. That was all the comments that were like, we know why you changed it. OK, shut the fuck up. Right. And even I was like that. I mean, I wasn't telling anybody to shut the fuck up. But when I read the headline, I was like, yeah, I, I know why you changed it to a woman, because, you know, why not? Right. But my thing is, is that there were so many explanations that they could have given that were better than, oh, the the director and the voice actor are friends through their kids. Like he could have been like, well, you know, we're uh, uh, I looked at Captain Han, you know, because like we're friends through our kids and we had a Halloween party and she came as Dr. Octopus, but she was a female. And I and I got this epiphany where I was like, oh, man, that'd actually be a really good idea. Hey, I'm doing a Spider-Man movie and it'd be really cool if Dr. Octopus was actually a female. Like you could have did some shit like that. You could have did that. Uh, Disney was already doing the whole Lebowski thing with Thor and Endgame, because if memory serves me correct, uh, Into the Spider-Verse came out before Endgame. So you got to think that somehow, some way, they must have known what Disney slash Marvel had planned for Thor in Endgame. Because if you remember, Into the Spider-Verse was one of the movies that Kevin Feige supposedly helped out Sony with in making. So let's say, so I picture in my brain, and this and this is the theory that I came up with to like kind of help them save face because I'm a nice guy. But this is the theory that I came up with. So if Kevin Feige really did help out on uh, Into the Spider-Verse, right? Let's say he comes in for a test screening and they show him like, hey man, like here's all the characters that we're gonna use. Like this is the art style that we're going for. You know, and they show all the characters in their little T poses and shit. They show Miles, they show Scorpion, they show, um, what's his face? Uh, the, uh, the Prowler and everything. And then they get to Dr. Octopus, right? And he's like, oh, he looks like fucking the dude from Big Lebowski, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going for. Isn't that cool? Let's say Kevin Feige saw that and he was like, well, you know, we're kind of already got a Lebowski thing going in Endgame. It's going to play a pretty big part in the movie. And I feel like if you guys do this and then we come and do it in Endgame, it's going to be a little bit of an overload of Lebowski. So, like, could you do me a favor and just kind of, like, change his look up just a little bit? Just maybe just drop the whole Lebowski shtick, right? And that was when they could have been like, well, you know, why don't we just make her a female? Like, they could do some shit like that. That's better than just being like, oh, well, you know, the voice actor is friends of mine is, or is a friend of mine through our kids. Get the fuck out of here, okay? And, and don't get me wrong, dude. I think, I think it was a nice little twist that they had in the movie. Like, I thought it was cool that they did that because when they, when they first, like, hinted at Dr. Octopus, if you remember... There's a part where they show because they, they have like everybody in shadow and there's a part where they show a guy and they have his like circled glasses, like how Dr. Octopus's goggles are. And um, so you're so like when you see that, you're automatically, like, oh, Dr. Octopus. But then the woman pops out with her fucking uh, tendril arms and shit It's like, what the fuck? You know, so I thought it was a cool little twist that they did in the movie. I did not mind it. Especially because since it's it's uh it, it mainly focuses on Miles Morales and shit, so it's like in an alternate universe. Cool man, make Doctor Octopus into a woman. That's that's a nice avenue to to take. Because let's be honest, I've seen Doctor Octopus in so many other iterations and shit like that. It's like maybe they did need like a little bit of a a jolt in that character and just make him a woman, right? So I thought they did really good with that. I just don't like that <laughs> the fucking excuse that they used. <laughs> like they they gave you no insight to why that change was made. So that was what pissed me off. I don't know, man. I'm I'm tired of trying to bail people out. No one listens to me anyway, which it sucks. But yeah. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that. I just thought it was like very funny that I'm I'm reading this article to get some some kind of insight or some shit, and it's just like they were friends through their kids. So. Maybe I need to pop in into the Spider-Verse and just watch the real director's commentary and maybe they can give me some better insight on that. But if they end up saying the same fucking thing, I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Speaking of fuck yous, and we're going to go ahead and end this news segment on this last bit of news over on Cinema Blend. David Ayer has been firing back at some Harley Quinn backlash and Suicide Squad. 
years after the movie then came out. And I'm, I'm going to assume that this has to just do with uh, Harley Quinn coming out on video. And before that, it was available to rent and shit. So you probably got people watching that for the first time and or rewatching it over and over again. And just they're they're still giving David Ayer shit over how he handled that character and how he ruined her as well as the movie and shit. Now, he didn't literally tell people, fuck you or go fuck yourself or anything like that. But just the way the wording goes where how he responds to a lot of the shit is I'm interpreted as him just saying, fuck you at this point. So somebody had hit him up about how he over sexualized Harley Quinn and why he did that and stuff like that. Right. And he was, and he just went on Twitter and he was like, you know, should should I only direct women in coveralls from here on out? You know, like what what if an actor wants to depict a sexual being like as a male director? Am I able to am, am I allowed to carry out that task? You, you know, he was like, what, what are the rules? Somebody help me out with this. Right. And I agree with that. And um, and he was just and he went on by just saying that Suicide Squad was originally supposed to focus mainly on the relationship between Joker and Harley Quinn. But studio interference came in and fucked everything up. And he was like, everything is political now. Every fucking thing is political. And I am saying that I'm paraphrasing that. That is not verbatim. But he was but he was literally like he did say everything is political and and big old caps and shit. At least that's the way that it was wrote. And um, and he was saying that as far as the design for Harley Quinn, it was comic book accurate, you know, and it was like all he wants to do at the end of the day is entertain people like he will do better with whatever the hell that means. But he said at the end of the day, he just wants to entertain like he's not trying to be political with all this shit. He just wants to make an entertaining piece of property so I can get behind that, you know, and, and I agree with him. Um, first of all, I remember talking about this shit way back when a lot of this like social justice marching and and fucking women's rights and stop objectifying women and all this other shit and women are are just as strong as men all this shit was going on when you know like they were when they first started like gender swapping and race swapping and everything like that and how is this whole like double standard going on i remember asking what the fuck the rules were okay because it's like on one hand you can take a character like Dr. Octopus who started as a male, who has always been depicted as a male, who is most known as a male character, a male supervillain, take him and swap him into a woman and people will stand up and cheer and be like, yes, rah, rah, good, go women, right? But then when you take a character from a comic book who is, uh, whose original conception was an Asian American and you get some British white guy to play that character in a movie, then people get up in arms like, what the fuck? What are you doing? This character was originally this and you whitewashed him. How dare you? But then you take another character who is mainly known as a white guy in a comic book and have a well-known black actor play that character. And everybody like, yeah, I love Will Smith. It's like, what are the fucking rules man okay what are the rules and i've seen harley quinn and yes dude she goes through a lot of wardrobe changes in that movie and maybe there's like one or two outfits that are probably just as skimpy as the the wardrobe in suicide squad right but for the most part a lot of her wardrobe it has her a little more covered up okay and for the record i will say margot robbie not not that she disliked playing that character because everybody knows Margot Robbie loves playing Harley Quinn. She did say that she wasn't really comfortable with the outfit that she had on in Suicide Squad. But we'll get that in a little bit. Um, but here's the thing. And I've said this shit before, too. Like, I respect women. Women are great. OK, I love my mom. I love my sister. I love my wife. All right. I love I love women. They're awesome. You motherfuckers do shit that I can never do. I would never say that y'all y'all weak and, and everything like that, okay? But there are some limitations. Just like there's limitations for us men, there's limitations for women. But when it comes to this whole sexuality thing, I get it, I understand, but, and I know that I'm a male saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. There are, there are different ways to show a strong female 
in something. Okay, they don't always need to be the smartest person in a room in a fucking power suit. Okay, there are also women who can be strong that are over sexualized that dress in like rags for clothes, showing all kinds of skin and all kind of curvatures and using their sexuality to fucking get men drunk or even women drunk off their looks and they can have their way with them and still be the smartest person in the room. There's different ways to depict strong female characters. Okay. So like chill the fuck out with, Oh, you over sexualized Harley Quinn. How dare you do that? And, and just like he said to David Ayer, where he was like, she was comic book accurate. I mean, she was okay. I, I, I the last Suicide Squad comic book I read, um, and this was back in the New Fifty Two days. She wore a fucking corset, all right, and and I think she had like knee high socks on and everything like that. Like she she looked like very sluttyish, okay. She had a very like sluttish kind of look, like a, a bad girl look. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to get daddy mad look. All right. So, yes, I believe that suicides or Harley Quinn's in the Suicide Squad movie was comic book accurate. And honestly, if you watch the new Harley Quinn cartoon, she's more skimpy in that cartoon than she is in the fucking Suicide Squad movie. In, in the fucking cartoon, she's wearing like short shorts and a bra and some Chuck Taylors. OK, so like shut the fuck up about over sexualizing that goddamn character. <laughs> OK, Jesus. But um, going back to what I was saying with Margot Robbie, where she was like, yeah, she was like, I was like it that the outfit that I had on was uncomfortable. Now, I don't know if she meant that she never wanted to wear that outfit. She never wanted to be that like slutty looking. I don't know if that was what she meant by it. Maybe she just meant that what she had on was uncomfortable, you know. But here's the thing. I don't have any problem with the way that she looked in that movie, not just because I thought it was hot, but because everyone had on their fucking outfits in that movie. Like fucking Captain Boomerang was walking around in a goddamn fur coat. All right. Uh, Croc was walking around in a velvet track suit. Now, if everyone else was in full blown tactical body armor with like helmets on and shit, if everybody else on the team was running around in that attire and then Harley Quinn was dressed like fucking like she just walked out of a bar one drunken night after a couple of one night stands, then I'd be like, that doesn't make a lick of sense. OK, I wouldn't get up in arms about it, but I would question it. But seeing as how everyone else had like their little signature outfits on where it was like the best uh, adaptation from the comics that they could get. I didn't have any problem with the way Harley looked walking around in, in high heel Adidas and shit. Now, going back to the whole fucks given or no fucks given and, and fuck using shit like that. What I was going off of or what I meant by that, besides David Ayer just kind of putting some backlashes in their place, was also the fact that he slipped out the little gem of studio interference, fucking up the original concept that he had for the movie Suicide Squad, whereas he said something similar along those lines when the movie first came out. I, I think we all remember how he had filmed one movie, but then they were at that time. I think that was around a time like Guardians of the Galaxy had probably like just came out or something like that. And that's what a lot of studios were trying to mimic that. That was when the studio jumped in and had the people that put the trailers together just chop up that movie and edit or, or re-edit it to what it is today. And um, and I think that was as, as much as he had said. But for him to like come out and literally just say the studio interference like really fucked up his original vision for that movie. I'm just thinking like, does he not want to do comic book movies anymore? Or is it just like he doesn't want to do comic book movies for WB? You know, like, so I was, I was just thinking, cause I, that was a little bold for him to come out and say that. Cause I do remember for the longest with him just getting so much flack for that movie when it first came out that he kind of just took it on a chin. And I assumed that he was doing that so that he could get like, the next gig like if there were to be a sequel like he would be in the front running to do that but i guess since they are doing a sequel slash reboot or whatever they're doing another suicide squad movie and he's not directing it he might still be like an executive producer or some shit like that but you know god only knows what he'll actually do in that sense but seeing as how he's been kind of pushed off of that project i wonder if he's just like done now where he's like you know what james gunn and whoever else have at it 
I'm going to go over here and do bright too. I'm, I'm going to do comic book movies with my own shit. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's just over it. Maybe he's just done giving fucks about DC comic book movies or at least like mainstream comic book movies. Any Hooter, that's enough news. Let's get into the trailers. Who needs a tailor? He said trailers. As usual, slim pickings for trailers this week. Uh, this was something I just stumbled upon while gathering some news together for this episode. And the movie's called Yes, God, Yes, starring Natalia Dyer. Uh, she's the girl from Stranger Things. Not not Eleven, but the other girl, the the main high schooler girl. I haven't I haven't seen Stranger Things in a minute. I think the last season I watched was the third one or no second one. I don't I don't know. It's been a while since I watched Stranger Things, but it's the it's the girl, the high schooler, the 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 girl. <laughs> Not Eleven, but the girl. There's only two girls, right? Besides Renona Ryder. So, yeah, anyway, it's it's got her. And um she's uh she it, it looks like it's about her character discovering masturbation and how like she's just super horny to like rub one out whenever she gets a chance, but she's also in a family that's like hardcore Christian. And I say hardcore Christian because she ends up going to this like Christian camp where they talk about God and Jesus and shit like that. So the movie is going to follow her in this at this camp, learning about God and and, and Jesus and, and all that shit. And um at you know, like I said, when when she gets a chance, she just kind of finds new ways to to rub one out. So it's basically just a coming of age story with this girl. And um I mean it looks interesting. I'll watch it. And I, I mainly uh, it started where I just wanted to check it out because obviously she's trying to find work after Stranger Things. Because, I mean, how much longer can Stranger Things really go on? I, I don't know. Like I said, it's been a while since I've seen it. But eventually you want to start finding work beyond your cash cow. Right. You want to have a backup plan. So I wanted to support her in that. But at the same time, I was like. This could be good homework because I I have a little girl on the way and, you know, I, me and my wife have talked about it where, you know, we do the whole thing where it's like, you're, you're going to talk to them about this. You're going to show them that and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. You know, we got it all worked out. But as we've all noticed in these past few months, you could plan until the fucking cows come home. But one day. A fucking pandemic will wash through town and just flip everything upside down and all your planet will go to shit. So this is like homework as well as satiating my curiosity to where, you know, just in case I'm in a, a situation where the missus is not there, I can be I can like hopefully pull some gems from this movie and just be like, yeah, man. So like this stuff and, and that and yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty much how I plan on raising my kid. It's like cable guy style. Just place him in front of the TV and have him learn from that. <laughs> anyway, um, back to the movie. Y'all want to see it? Uh, hopefully, it just comes straight to VOD because that, that is going to sound bad. But that is definitely a movie that I would not risk getting COVID to go and see in theaters. Okay. I don't know when it comes out. It came out last year, uh, for South by Southwest film festival, but it officially comes out this year. And, um, all the trailer said was coming soon. So I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. So if it comes out on VOD and it is a decent price, I'll, I'll rent it one of these days and watch it. And I, and I'll let you know how it all went. You know, hopefully it's not twenty dollars. Because if it's twenty dollars, I ain't doing that either. It's, it, this movie's not worth rushing to the theaters and and risking in uh, COVID infection. And it's not worth a twenty dollar rental. I know I haven't seen it, but I'm just saying, I'm just laying it out there right now. But yeah. So anywho, enough of that. Like I said, slim pickings. Let's uh let's stop all the dilly dally shilly shallying and let's get into the spoiler free movie discussion. No spoilers. The time has finally arrived to talk about Butt Boy, starring Tyler Rice, Tyler Kornack, 
and Shelby Dash. But Boy is about a man who discovers the pleasure of sticking things up his ass. Now, what started as a harmless endeavor turns into a serious addiction as he moves from sticking foreign objects up his ass to sticking actual living beings up his ass. And when a kid goes missing, naturally law enforcement gets involved. And it just so happens that the detective that's been assigned to the case just so happens to be the culprit's AA sponsor. Now, look, okay, just just look. I know. I understand. I understand fully that this is a bizarre concept, but you have to trust me. You have to trust me when I tell you it was an interesting movie. All right. It was very interesting. All right. Just just trust me on this. If you could just get past the butt stuff, if you could just get past it. It is actually a very, very interesting movie, you know, that that deals with addiction and and like the the meaning of success and shit like that. Like it it goes into all that stuff, dare I say, in a very tasteful way. Okay, I know what it sounds like. I know just the title alone, but I'm telling you, it's (laughs) it's worth checking out. All right. I'm. I was expecting a a cat and mouse type of situation. I was expecting like this dude discovers putting shit up his butt and it just like accelerates and accelerates, you know, to the, the cops get involved. And it's just like pretty much death note. But instead of a fucking person using a notebook to to write the world, it's just a dude that likes sticking shit up his ass. OK, I that was what I was expecting. And. It is that like they do that. They just don't draw it out. They don't linger on it like a lot of other movies do in this genre. Like there's no the guy isn't like a criminal mastermind leaving a calling card intentionally for for the cops and shit. Was that catch me if you can, guys? I'm making the world a better place by sticking it up my ass. Like, it's not like that. And I thought that's what it was going to be. I thought that was eventually what it was going to turn into. But it is it is legit played straight. I mean, it's a it's a it's a comedy. It's like a it's a dark comedy, but it is played in a very believable fashion with the exception of the of the sticking up the ass shit it is played in a a believable fashion where it is a cop who is trying to solve a case and just doing his due diligence like doing his job finding clues putting the pieces together filling in the blanks as well as dealing with his personal shit outside of work and on the other side is the guy who is just trying to stick shit up his ass on the DL, you know, without getting caught. And he just does his best not to get caught as any like average Joe person would do, as well as having to deal with his personal shit. The personal shit mainly just being trying to keep his pleasures a secret. You know what I mean? Because I mean, like, on one hand, if you like shoving shit up your ass, I mean, that's fine and all, you know, do you. But once you start getting into the realm of like fucking taking kids and shit and putting them up your ass, like then we got a problem. Then then I can't get behind you. OK. And and that was what I enjoyed about this movie. You know, it's like this isn't like your standard criminal mastermind and shit like that. This is just like straight up. Here's the concept. And this is what I'm trying to get at. So that was what I liked about it. And um. Might as well just jump right into performances here. Tyler Rice, the guy that plays a detective, is the runaway success in this movie. You know, like it the movie mainly just follows the two guys around. Like everybody else is kind of like straight up supporting. Like they're barely on screen for a lot of stuff. Um, but it mainly follows like the 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 detective and um Tyler Coronax character. Tyler Rice like, I don't know. There's something about like his charisma in that movie where he is like the stereotypical 
hard-boiled detective, you know, he's got the fucking drinking problem and everything, he's got a big old bushy beard and a leather jacket and smoking his cigarettes, looking all cool and shit, like, he does all those stereotypical cop things, but at the same time, he is able to, like, expose his the, the cracks and show his vulnerability, like I said, like, he has to deal with, with personal shit outside of work but it's it's not even like he just breaks down and starts crying like a little bitch all of a sudden it's it's he still like keeps that same kind of hard-boiled attitude but you're able to see the humanity in his character at the end of the day so i thought that was um that was really cool tyler kornak gave a solid performance but where he really shines in this movie is through the director's chair and the writing room um, he's also the he's the not only did he star in the movie, but he's the director slash writer for the movie. And by the way, side note, I don't know who any of these people are. I've never heard of them before. I've I've never seen them in any other movies. If they have been in other movies I've seen, I don't recognize them. But I will say I was impressed with what was done in this movie, like with with Tyler Rice's performance. Great. Fantastic. But is with Tyler Kornak as far as in the department of directing and writing I was really impressed with that because it's it's an indie movie and he does indie things you know where you you have like those those long shots where people are just kind of like staring into nothing you know or contemplating life or whatever which goes with the with his character and everything but what I also liked as well with what he did in this movie was how he was able to explain things without always resulting to dialogue, without having somebody sit you down and explain every single thing that's going on in the movie. Like whatever questions that you had going into the movie, most of those got answered. There are some that slipped through the cracks. You know, there are some things that don't really get a whole lot of explanation. Um, like as far as like, uh, the butt stuff. I mean, it's, it's like mildly touched on, but like it doesn't go any more in depth than it should. I mean, you, you would think it would given the title and the whole concept and all, but like I said, the, the butt stuff is just the surface layer. Like that's, that's where a lot of people are going to get lost. It's, it's when you get past all that, when you start getting into the whole addiction and then greener pastures and shit like that, like that's what the movie is really about. Like that was the cool thing between those two characters as well. So like you have the hard boiled cop where he's got this exciting job where he's solving cases, he's catching criminals, he's, he's making the world a better place one case at a time. Right. But he doesn't have a family like he's he's just he's alone. He's a loner. All right. And he wants a family. Whereas you have the uh, Tyler Cornick's character who does have a family. You know, he's got a wife. He has a kid. Unfortunately, he has a very boring job, a very like not non uh, a not so exciting, non fulfilling job. So it's like I like that whole like uh juxtaposition between those two characters and uh so i like the way that that was done but um so i'm not like really hung up on him not getting more in depth with like the origin origins of the butt stuff but i'm not gonna hold that against him because i know that that's not what the movie is really trying to convey throughout the hour and 38 minutes of runtime you know but all the other stuff, like most other things get answered in the movie. And like I said, it's not always just somebody sitting down and explaining to the audience what's happening or, or what a person is going through. A lot of it is through just the way a scene is shot, the way like certain shots are set up and the way like the movie progresses and everything like that. Like I, I really like the way that was done. It kept me interested from like start to finish. There weren't really like a bunch of dry spots in there. Like I normally run into with these types of indie ish movies. Um, the only gripe I had and I, and I can't get too in depth with it because I don't want to like give anything away, but I will just say that the only gripe that I had with the movie was the consistency with the butt stuff. And what I mean by that is like, 
there's some things that this dude sticks up his ass to where you're just like, okay, we're we're going there. Okay, we're 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 sticking kids up our ass. But then there's other things where it's like he can't do it. And it kind of I guess it kind of goes with the whole not really going in depth with the explanation of the butt stuff. But I I mean, like there was just something about like the whole continuity of it all of like the like this man went from like a soap, a soap, a bar of soap to a fucking kid. But then there's like this one object that he gets where it's like, ah, fucking I, I for some reason I can't do this. You know what I mean? So I was just like. The fact that that was never really explained, at least to my knowledge, was irking me just a little bit, but not enough to make me say, fuck this movie. Okay. Like it was just, it was just one little hang up that I, or not even a hang up. It's one little speed bump that I had while watching the movie. But all in all, dude, what I'm trying to get at is I enjoyed the movie. I, I went in purely just to have laughs, you know, not to take this movie serious at all, you know? And in the beginning, it's really hard to do that. <laughs> it's like it's really hard to not take the movie serious when like they start getting into the shit that goes up this dude's ass. But as you progress through it, they actually start touching on some shit. I'm like, you know what? That's actually that's actually cool. I like the way they did that, you know. And and here's the thing. You need the butt stuff in there cuz without the butt stuff, it's just another cat and mouse uh uh detective game that we've seen in numerous movies okay like leaving the calling cards and riddles and shit like that and all the close calls that they have and i go you you just missed them and type shit like that like without the butt stuff you're just watching an indie version of another one of those movies so you have to have the butt stuff in there to separate it from the from the rest of the group you know and i'm gonna say this so because if there's because i'm gonna say this i enjoyed the movie and i do think it's worth renting and it is it is not a 20 dollar rental it was like a five or six dollar rental which is really good price to to reward curiosity okay and honestly when the movie comes out on video i'm i'm planning on adding this to my fucking collection real talk but here's the thing if you're hung up on the butt stuff, if you're worried about like some graphic showings of him sticking things up his ass, do not do that. It's it's not graphic at all. Most of the most of the butt stuff happens off screen. Like sometimes it's him staring at a bar of soap and you'll just see like a wide shot of him attempting to put it up his butt and and reacting to it you know but it's not like a graphic insertion of oh you're going to actually see the soap go into his actual anus like it's not like that that's that's porn people okay don't even get me started on that (laughs) but you know so like there's there's some scenes where you have that but you know it's 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 obscured you know what i mean but a lot of the the butt stuff happens off screen whether he's staring at something and then the next scene somebody's like have you seen my my fucking dog or whatever you know like no no i haven't you know it's it's stuff like that or there's like a scene where he'll take like a shoe and the shot will be like from the waist up and he'll just take the shoe and then the shoe just goes to the bottom of the screen off off camera and it's just him reacting to putting the shoe up his butt you know and you're just like oh, okay cool all right so that's what happens so i'm just so if you're worried about like graphic depictions of shit going up somebody's ass don't worry about that okay it's it's not like that it's i would dare i say the butt stuff is tastefully done <laughs> okay and that and that was another thing too that I forgot to mention with the butt stuff because like I said I went to this movie just fully ready to laugh my ass off you know and just have a good time but I will say that it doesn't even rely on that to be like its main punchline like just with the detective and his antics and his little one-liners and stuff like that and his whole demeanor and then opposite of him with Tyler Kornak's character um I think his character's name was Chip or something like yeah i think it was chip um just seeing his character deal with like his home life and everything and just living his mundane life and shit like that like that was that was like 
the the backbone of the movie and that was the stuff that i had uh found the most interesting because like i said it's it's kind of cool to see both these two guys going at each other and they each have something that the other one wants and it, and it gets into that whole like greener pastures thing where it's like it may seem like sugar and rainbows on my side but i gotta deal with this shit and it's like well it may seem like sugar and rainbows over here but i gotta deal with this shit and it's just seeing those two clashes what i found most interesting about that movie so um yeah so what all in all the movie's good better than i thought it was gonna be uh ended up taking me by surprise um i know it's early in the year but then again given the the shit that they're wearing right now i would go as far as say this is probably gonna be my hidden gem of 2020 so if you got some spare bucks laying around feel free to go ahead and support Tyler Kornack and his and his project butt boy like I said just just get through get through that layer man just get through the butt shit and tell me what you think <laughs> um other than that that's it I got nothing else that's that's all I got this week okay M- mission has been fulfilled um questions suggestions uh, recommendations. If you just want to shoot the shit, if you want to tell me how wrong I was on something at movie Tuesday on Twitter and Instagram, if you would like to talk to me in a more intimate fashion, you know, we can, we can light a candle, you know, turn on some music and just read emails to each other back and forth. That will be movie Tuesday at gmail.com. And, um, if there is any, any way for where, wherever you're listening to this, if there's any way to like rate the podcast or leave some kind of review or comment, feel free to do that. I don't care if it's negative or positive. Just just would like some constructive feedback and don't care if it's one star or five stars. Just do what you feel I deserve because, you know, I would just I would, I'd really appreciate that. Until then, you all stay safe. You all stay healthy. You all stay intelligent. That was Movie Tuesday. Now it's just another day. I am going to go and play a video game. Just another day. Another day till I hit the movies. I hit the movies, then I talk about them. When I talk about them, that's a Movie Tuesday. Blockbusters, I'ma check them out. Audi flicks, I'ma hit them up. You got opinions and I got opinions. What they got in common, they don't give a fuck.